With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Pittsburgh Steelers leave St. Vincent College one more time. As 2023 training camp comes to a close, there are plenty of observations to take away from this. And the last three weeks have been headline worthy. But there are five things that stood out to me that I think stand tall amongst the rest. And five things that, for good or bad, need to be talked about when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We are live one final time here at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, as the Pittsburgh Steelers close out 2023 training camp, head back to the south side to prepare for the Buffalo Bills, the Atlanta Falcons, and then the regular season they will make final roster cuts next weekend trimming their team from 90 to 53 before they head into week one there are plenty of observations to talk about as we walk away and leave Latrobe for the final time this summer there was plenty of actions plenty of headlines Kenny Pickett looks good Najee Harris didn't do much plenty of wide receivers plenty of question marks on the roster on the team on the upside and the capabilities of what the Pittsburgh Steelers could be in 2023. And I have five big ones for you. Let's start with the quarterback, Kenny Pickett, who we just mentioned does. He looks great, not at all times. And there are moments where Kenny Pickett looks a step behind or still a little uncertain with things, but overall the confidence is there. Overall, the timing is much better. His chemistry with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens is unbelievable. At this point, Gunnar Olszewski has emerged into another wide receiver for this team. So is Allen Robinson. Calvin Austin is doing Calvin Austin things, and all of the tight ends seem to be shining. Kenny has a repertoire with everybody at this point. There is nobody on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense that you look at and say, Kenny Pickett cannot find this guy. And at the same time, you look at Kenny Pickett and say, there are minimal throws this guy can't make right now. And the offense is designed for Kenny Pickett. Kenny looks like a winner leaving camp. He looks like a guy that all the hype around this team and all the hype around Kenny Pickett and all the talk of where he can be and can he compete with the Joe Burrows and the Lamar Jacksons and the Deshaun Watsons, they all seem to be true. It it feels like, yes, yes, he can. And I don't know what's going to happen in live game reps. I don't know what's going to happen when he gets more than a series in a preseason game. There are plenty of questions still to be answered. But overall, you look at Kenny Pickett, and you leave here, and you think he can make the throws. He's got the confidence. The entire team supports this guy, and that's huge. Everybody feels last year it was, he's our starting quarterback. We're going to ride or die with this guy. Mitch Trubisky was our starting quarterback. We're going to ride and die with this guy. This year it's. We're going to ride and die with Kenny because we believe that Kenny Pickett can ride with us, that Kenny Pickett can win for us, that Kenny Pickett is the quarterback that can lead us places wherever we're capable of going. That's who Kenny Pickett is. I believe that Kenny has taken a significant jump 
in year two. And we'll see much more of that in the regular season. But for right now, leaving Latrobe, you got to feel good about where your quarterback is if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number two is the running back situation. And I get it. A lot of people aren't happy with what I said about Najee Harris or what Jim Wexel said about Najee Harris or what anybody who believes that Najee Harris might be a giant question mark right now has said about the Steelers third year running back. I think Najee Harris has all the tools in the shed to be a phenomenal runner. I think that what he's done the last two years is is significant and you cannot overlook the fact that he has played with an awful offensive line and has succeeded behind that offensive line or that he dealt with injuries last season. But the fact that Mike Tomlin held this guy out for most of training camp is concerning. And I don't think it's concerning because Najee Harris needed the reps. I think it's concerning because if this offense is going to rely heavily on Najee Harris and the running game, getting accumulated with or getting adjusted to a new offensive line and a second-year quarterback and finding a rhythm with guys like Connor Hayward at fullback and Darnell Washington at tight end, I think it's important, and I think it has way more to do with right now than it does the regular season. You needed to prepare now for week one. You can't start preparation in week one and carry on. It's just how it works. It's not T.J. Watt. It's not Cameron Hayward. Excuse me. It is a little bit of Minka Fitzpatrick, but these guys see the field, and they saw the field way more than Najee Harris did in training camp, and I think whether you want to believe it or not, I think that's concerning. And I think that's something that if Najee does struggle at the beginning of the year, you can look back and say it's because of this. I don't think that Najee's a bad running back. I think he's a great running back. And I think he's got really good capabilities and he's got huge upside. But I do think that he should have practiced more. And I'm not going to change that thought because it's been very limited reps. And a lot of times he's looked not good in those reps. There's There hasn't been one moment in training camp. There was not one where you walked away and thought, Najee looked really good today. You needed to see that. You hoped to see that. You didn't see that. I blame a little that of that. I blame most of that on Mike Tomlin and the game plan. But it is a concern heading in or leaving training camp. Number three, as this construction vehicle goes by me, because St. Vincent College never sleeps, the safeties. Last year it was Terrell Edmonds. It was DeMonte KZ, it was Minka Fitzpatrick, and you felt good about the Pittsburgh Steelers safety trio, and you felt like, oh, this is is a group that they could run that three-safety set out of, and they could find success in doing so. And then TA left, DeMonte KZ came back, Keanu Neal got added to the group, and you thought, okay, this is good, there are question marks. Rapidly, Keanu Neal started making noise. Rapidly, the conversation turned to, Keanu Neal looks like possibly a better Terrell Edmonds. And as we sit here today, I think that the safety trio of Minka Fitzpatrick, DeMonte KZ, and Keanu Neal is significantly better than anybody that the Steelers have had the last couple of years. All the pieces are met. Minka is Minka Fitzpatrick. It's hard to describe this guy. He's a do-it-all. He's an all-pro. He is a superstar, and I mean superstar of superstars, arguably the best safety in the NFL. Keanu Neal looks like a vicious player, whether it's at safety, whether it's in the box, whether he's lining up at middle linebacker, doesn't matter. Keanu Neal could do it all. I mean, there have been times just throughout this week where you're standing around and you hear a coach running down the field, yelling to Keanu Neal, going, that a boy 31, that a boy 31, multiple times, multiple times. That excites you. 
Demonte KZ comes back after an injury, and Keanu Neal just came back as well, but Demonte KZ comes back from an injury and immediately starts making plays, and immediately you hear the coaches, great angle, great move, way to go 23, way to go KZ. Minka praising this guy. Those two have made an impact immediately. They understand their roles. I talked to DeMonte KZ, and he let me know, look, I'm preparing for situational football because I'm a situational football player now. That's my role in this defense, and I'm learning how to perfect that. That's significant. The Steelers have a trio that I believe is exactly what they've been looking for and exactly what they've needed the last couple of years. And if Keanu Neal and DeMonte KZ and Minka Fitzpatrick all work out together, That secondary, whether the corners work out or not, and we're about to talk about them, it's a great trio. Next is the corners. And as nice and as good as they've seemed at times, there have been moments where you are worried. Patrick Peterson has struggled as of late, and I don't want to say he's looked bad, but he's just looked a step off. He's looked like man coverage isn't his game. He's looked like he can't keep up with guys like Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and at times, Gunnar Olszewski, and that's concerning. That's your option because Joey Porter Jr. is still very much so developing. I don't think he's ready to play a full game and be the outside guy and be reliable. I think that he's on his way there, but I think right now there are hiccups, and there are going to be more hiccups, and you don't want that if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, and to be quite frank, you don't have another option. Levi Wallace is your best cornerback right now, and that's not bad, but it's not good. It's definitely not good. Patrick Peterson is a concern, and I think Patrick Peterson can fix those things, and you can figure out how to work him well, but I don't know what you do with Joey Porter Jr. yet, and I think that that's still a work in progress. And then after that, James Pierre has looked like he's fallen off the face of the earth and lost everything that he was capable of doing in years past. He is hands down the worst corner with potential on this team, but Luke Barku isn't far behind, and he's looked terrible as well. You have guys like Madre Harper that are no chance going to make this team, and Chris Wilcox, who, again, is no chance going to make this team. It is a very concerning position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The pieces are there, and if it, everything works out, it'll, it'll be fine. The Steelers will be okay. But if they don't work out, if Patrick Peterson struggles and Joey Porter Jr. needs more time to develop, they're in a hole. And I don't know how you fix that hole right now because you don't have other options. Those will come. I expect an addition during the final roster cuts. I expect them to bring somebody in somehow, some way. But right now, just from the looks of practice and the looks of training camp, it's it's a concern. The cornerback position is a concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And finally, my prediction for who the biggest rookie impact is going to be. There are great options here. Joey Porter Jr. is going to play, even if I just went on a rant about how he's not ready. He's going to play, and he's he's going to play a pretty significant chunk of minutes. Keanu Benton is a guy that up the middle should start immediately, and the only person that I believe could start in front of him is Braden Fajoko, who's played equally well. You have Darnell Washington, who's coming into his own, who's becoming a pass catcher, who looks much better today than he did at the beginning of training camp. And I mean much better than he did at the beginning of training camp. He finally has hands, which is crazy because I expected that to take much longer than it has to develop, but he finally has hands. You have Roger Jones, who I don't think is ready to start yet, but I think has an opportunity to do so as we move forward. But if I had to guess, if I had to take just a shot, an educated shot in the dark at who the biggest impact is, and I know I forgot 
Spencer Anderson and I forgot Nick Herbig. And I think both of those guys are going to be great. And I think Nick Herbig is going to make an immediate impact on this team. And I think he's got an opportunity to overstep Marcus Golden. And I think Spencer Anderson is on the 53-man roster right now, if I had to guess. Keanu Benton is the guy, though. And he's going to remain the guy. He looks like an animal. He is almost unstoppable at this point. And if you put him up against anybody but a first-team player, he is unstoppable. You cannot stop this guy with anybody who isn't Mason Cole and James Daniels and Isaac Simalu. He could play the nose, and he could play defensive tackle, and he slices through guys like there's no tomorrow. He easily, after a slow start, and I mean slow as in quiet, the team didn't really give anybody on the defensive line a strong opportunity to make an impression over the first two weeks of camp. That third week, that final week, the preseason game, everything we've seen as of late, Keanu Benton is going to be a dude. He's going to be a stud. And at the end of the season, we'll be looking back and everybody's prediction about who the biggest impact rookie is. And I know that's a huge question for everybody out there. If you had to guess right now, and if you had to take a shot based on what we've seen here at St. Vincent College, it's Keanu Benton. 